0: Good morning everybody I click my my got it button here there you go I <laughs> like you are yeah. um, well as I was thinking a little bit about uh, devotional for the Christmas season um, I decided to cheat just a little bit and uh, by that I simply mean that I uh, uh, am gonna gonna share a, a family tradition as I share a devotional, if that's okay with you this morning. Uh, it's something that we do in our family every single Christmas morning, but uh, it really does summarize uh, the great uh, Christmas message. So uh, so I'll do that if that's okay. Uh, when, uh, as most couples are, when we first started a family, Brent and I, you know, we wanted to develop a family patterns and traditions that encouraged our kids uh, in the Christian faith. And like most young parents, um, you know, through trial and error, uh, many of our ide- ideas came and went, uh, while others uh, kind of stood the test of time. Uh, well, this morning, what I want to share is one of those ideas that kind of stood the test of time. Uh, and it's a simple family tradition for, son- for Christmas morning that uh, was implemented with the hope that our children would always understand that Christmas, uh, at Christmas, we celebrate God's greatest gift to the world. So, it, just really quickly before we get into the scripture, and we will kind of be all over the scripture. So, I uh, forgive me for that. It'll be a little bit more of a topical concept rather than a, from one passage. But um, what we, in preparing for Christmas morning, um, we would uh, we we finally evolved into we we put a, a box together like this, um, and in that box we uh, we have uh, four slips of paper and those slips of paper have a concept on it and some scripture passages uh so that uh, for reading during that time and also in that box are four objects that um that uh that symbolize the four ideas that that we sort of have as that sunday uh, that christmas morning devotional and uh it's a, again a nice nice wrap box it's got the the lid on that says, uh, to the Mackey family from our heavenly father. And so we just do that and that, and about it, when we start putting gifts under the tree, we put this box right in the center of the tree, a little forward of the other gifts. And that sits there the entire Christmas season. And then on uh, Christmas morning, uh, this is the first gift that my family, uh, will open because, uh, it was, um, uh, you know, we see that as a, it's a box that represents God's gift to the Mackey family, and we we've really personalized it uh, every Christmas. So, and oddly enough, as crazy as it sounds, my kids always loved it. Always uh, uh, you know, fought over which which one they got to be and read that week, that that year and all that. So it became we kind of made it fun. Um, so anyway, so on Christmas morning we opened this up. We always started with uh, with the great passage uh, from John three sixteen. Uh, God so loved the world. That he gave us his son, that whosoever will put their trust in him will have abundant and eternal life. Now I will say ahead of time, forgive, uh, you will see that the passages scripture that I use, uh, I put them together for my kids. So they so they are the Mackie version versus the NIV and those kind of things. And by that I simply meant it, we started off with our kids as younger. And so I would put a little bit more of an interpretive. Piece to the verse there, and then of course I taught my kids right as they grew older. They understood that was Mackie and not not uh, NIV or or uh, New King James and those kinds of things. So so if 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 you see the verses that I read today that aren't exactly word for word, uh, uh, please extend grace uh, if you don't mind. There so so while salvation in Christ brings many blessings and gifts to our life, as we all know, on Christmas morning the Mackie family we highlight four of those gifts. So within God's gift of his son, there are at least four specific gifts that he offers to each of us. So the first gift, so what we'll do, these are all numbered. The first gift, uh, is, uh, the gift of forgiveness. And that's symbolized by a cross. Uh, we, we found one made out of nails and, you know, that was significant and all of that. Um, and so we would uh, we would read that principle and say, you know, the Christ, God gave Christ as a gift to this world, but within that relationship with Christ, within his birth, death, and resurrection, there are actually four very personal gifts that he gives to us. The first is a gift of forgiveness, and that's sort of how he did it. And then we would read 1 Peter 2.24, Jesus personally carried the punishment of our sins in his own body when he died on the cross so that we can be finished with sin and live for righteousness. And then we we would read from 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, if we admit our sin and turn away from it, Jesus is faithful to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And so as we, uh, and again, we, this wasn't a long thing we did on Sunday morning. Obviously, when your kids are younger, your time, their time and attention is much shorter. And as the kids grew and got a little more mature, we would uh, add a little more uh, jam to the bread, as they say. But, but, uh, but you know, we, would just, we wanted to just help them understand some basic concepts. And so even in this, we started, to, we started to put in inside our kids' mind the idea of repentance and how it was linked to forgiveness. And that was very important. Uh, to us to do that repentance you know it wasn't uh, you know wasn't any way to work or earn your way to salvation but it was an attitude of the heart of a desire to be uh, disassociated with the sin and to uh, and to live for God and so we would uh, we would kind of uh, work, work that in there but we wanted our kids to understand that one of the greatest gifts that God gives us is this gives this this opportunity to start over to be forgiven of the past and not not just to have it Not just to have it um, uh, kind of, you know, kind of uh, forgotten about it, but just that it is a part of our past and it's not out in front of us. And he doesn't see us through that lens any longer. And so uh, we just uh, and as again, as the kids grow older, a little more mature, our illustrations of that and our explanations would kind of uh, would would expand as well. Uh, But a great, great uh, gift that I think we all can appreciate the gift of forgiveness. What a tremendous, wonderful gift God gives us in Christ. is that, uh, that ability to forgive and forget the past. Uh, I don't know about you, but but that has uh, been tremendously important to me over the years uh, as a personal gift from Christ. So uh, the second gift God offers to us in Christ is the gift of freedom from sin's power. Uh, and this was, we always... Uh, uh, we, I put a little piece of chain here. And then I also had at early on, you know, this is one of the things you learn as you grow. I, I had cut a piece of chain because I wanted to see a broken chain. But then that that piece in the chain cut my son's finger one year. So my wife told me I couldn't have that anymore. So so it's a nice safe piece of short chain. Uh, that's how that evolved. But anyways, uh, a chain that the kids when they're young could hold and pass around and kind of feel And uh, they could understand uh, that we have uh, freedom from sin's power. And so we would read read this uh, great passage from Romans chapter 6, and we would select a few verses there. And it says, for we know that our old self was crucified with Jesus so that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Therefore, do not let sin rule you so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to Jesus as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master because you are under grace. And so we would obviously use this time to talk about grace and the power of grace in your life. That grace was so much more than just simply uh, the ability for God to not treat us the way we deserve. It certainly has uh, elements of that in the definition. But grace was a, a reckoning force in our life. We taught our kids, uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit that not only dealt with our past, but absolutely affected our current and our present and our future. And that there was great power through the power of the Spirit to break those chains in our life so that we did not have to do what God said for us not to do wow. And so we talked. We I, we introduced our kids at this point the concept of willful sin, and the difference between that and natural sin, and uh, that through the cleansing power of God's Spirit, uh, and the ever-present work of God in our lives, we could say no to sin and yes to God. We could offer ourselves. And so we were just in in uh, ways age-appropriate, obviously, uh, just try to. Uh, try to unfold the gospel in those kind of ways for our kids to understand that this is a tremendous gift that God gives us, not only forgiveness, but secondly, he gives us power over willful sin, power over sins, uh, uh, power. So, uh, then the third gift again, and I'm, I'm hurrying through this a little bit, but, but the third gift that God offers us, uh, is the gift of his constant presence and guidance through the Holy spirit. And, uh, we would, uh, we would uh, bring out sort of an ornament that sort of was shaped like a dove. This took on lots of forms over the years, of course. and and uh, most of those original objects were got worn out or broken or whatever, but we would we would do this. Uh, and then we would read these these great passages, uh, one from John 16 verse 13 that says, "When the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. And then another one from Matthew 28:20. Obey everything I have commanded you, and certainly I will be with you always to the very end. And so we would use this occasion to just talk to uh, our kids about God's faithfulness, that there's not only forgiveness, there's not only power uh, over sin's power, uh, but there's there's this divine companionship that is available to us. And we were careful to make sure that we understood that they that that in that companionship, they're not two equal partners of that. It's not like a friend to friend, a human friend, a human friend. We're talking about the God and creator of the universe. But even in that, there's a companionship. There's a, a presence. There's a walk. There's a there's a friendship, if you will, um, and that he's faithful to that, uh, that as we keep our hands in his uh, he is constantly there with us and guiding us through the power of his spirit and how valuable that is how we don't face things in life on our own strength or in our own way of thinking that uh, he always provides a lens for which we can look at to see things his way to see to see things according to uh the truth um so uh, that's a gift that every one of us is given and offered forgiveness Power over willful sin and sin's power, and then His great, constant presence and guidance in our lives, and we all know how valuable that is. Uh, all of us walk through tough times, dark times, confusing times, but the the promise and the gift of not having to do that by ourselves, not having to rely upon our own smarts or our own experiences, or our own knowledge, or even the knowledges, uh, the knowledge of uh, some great friends and, and comrades but we can rely on God in his presence. And so that's a gift. We see that as a gift that he gives us, each of us. And then of course, fourth, um, the fourth gift God offers to us in Christ is the gift of living with him forever in heaven. And then we'd obviously had kind of an ornament of a star representing the stars of heaven. And, you know, as a kid that they kind of associate that with, with the heavens, um, And so uh, as uh, we talked about this, our kids would hold that and pass that around. And we read, uh, obviously, from John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3. In heaven, my Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me forever. And so we would just talk to our kids about this tremendous gift, the gift of eternal life uh, and the gift of of uh, of being with him forever. We always talk to our kids that, you know, no matter what happens on this earth and there's gonna be uh, difficult days and good days and that's just life, but our meeting place one day is gonna be there. That's where we're all gonna gather and meet and uh, be together uh, in a way that that will not end one day. And so we always painted heaven in that kind of picture that this was a gift to us, uh, eternal life, not only saving our souls, but to be with him forever. And that no matter what happened here, uh, we could keep our eyes on, on what's, uh, what's ahead as well. So, uh, of course, as I've said, our discussions and explanations and the real life examples we gave for each of the four gifts changed throughout the year as our kids uh, matured and could understand more deeply the significance of but after each gift um, was discussed, and as we prayed for our children at the end of uh, the time, we always emphasized how important it was for us to continually open these gifts into our lives, that it was more than simply a one time in the past. Let's be open to this. But to constantly open ourselves up to the gift of forgiveness, constantly open ourselves up to the power of God's spirit in, in breaking in. Uh, sin's hold over us, constantly open ourselves up to his his presence and his guidance that never end. And then constantly open ourselves up to the hope that we have in uh, in eternity with him forever. Um and so uh and crazy enough I know this this little weird idea and weird thing we started uh this simple tradition has been kept each christmas for well over 30 years in our family. Uh I can't believe it. I look back and how my family engaged it, and and how they have uh, kept it, and our children and grandchildren have chosen to continue that tradition uh, to this day. So, so it's just one of those crazy little things that you get started, uh, you know, as a young couple and a young parent, you put your head together, and you're like, let's figure out something that kind of yeah, Santa Claus and all that other stuff, but let's, let's, let's make sure our kids know, keep the main thing, the main thing. And, uh, we, we've been pleasantly surprised at how many years this continues and, uh, how it continues to minister to, uh, our families. So,